Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy. You once said that uh, you like to make an audience scream through technical means. What is it about an audience screaming that you like? Now, those are the kind of questions uh, that the film buffs like to ask. They expect an awful lot of the sort of material that I don't tell anybody. And it was a nightmare. It was an eye-opener. Ignorance. Sheer ignorance. You know, there's no confidence to equal it. I don't have any problem with enjoying big blockbuster. I'm not a fascist of those boring art movies which when they are over you are glad that they are over and then you celebrate it just as a kind of a superstitious measure. I will talk about it so that I don't have to see it again or whatever. So in a way our, our broadcast was an assault on the uh, credibility of that machine. We wanted people to understand that they shouldn't take any opinion predigested and they shouldn't swallow everything that came through the tap. We had uh, Orson Welles, Albert Hitchcock, John Ford, Howard Hawks, Roman Polanski. We had uh, Antonioni. We did, it was unbelievable time to listen to these guys talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and today I am joined by no one. Uh, that's right, I am doing another solo episode, but as you can tell, I am not in my car. I am at my desk, because I'm about to watch a movie uh, that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I figured I would at least do a little short-form episode. But I have in front of me a Blu-ray copy of Raw, a film by Julia Ducournau. I believe that's how you say her name, although it's French, so I'm probably pronouncing too many consonants i guess french is the is the the nega polish where it's like ah yes polish we're going to have a lot of consonants they don't make sense there are no vowels and you have to pronounce all of them uh, french is like yes we have lots of consonants and vowels uh but you only pronounce like three vowels in like this ridiculously long word so anyway i've got it right here i'm actually going to you can hear i'm gonna open the shrink wrap here some static with it so this is a movie that i've been really excited about for a long time ever since it came out this has been on my radar uh i had a hard time kind of finding a copy anywhere to watch so uh, i finally broke down and i bought the blu-ray as you can hear first off i i always really like the sort of the minimal style of this one it very much has at least the box art just as like you know it's, it's her with a nosebleed uh with a yellow background um it's very reminiscent of like kill bill now i don't have any pretensions and think that this movie is going to be like kill bill at all so who knows but i'm going to read you the actual synopsis that's on the back oh actually here uh, first it says it's stunning from Time Out, don't know who that is. Astonishing, from The Telegraph, okay. Terrifying, intoxicating, and visceral, ID. Don't know who any of these people are. The Telegraph sounds like some British nonsense, so if that's to be believed, then ugh, I don't know. If the British are liking this movie, then I'm pretty certain that this is going to be garbage. So I'll read you the, uh, 
synopsis here from the back of the box. At 16, Justine is a brilliant and promising student and a strict vegetarian. But when she starts at veterinary school, she quickly encounters a decadent, merciless, and dangerously seductive world. Desperate to fit in during the first weeks of hazing rituals, desperate to fit in at whatever the cost, she strays from her family's principles when she eats raw meat for the first time. Justine will soon face the terrible and unexpected consequences of her actions as her true self begins to emerge. So this movie is sort of a, from what I understand, it's like a coming of age sort of allegory film. I don't know too much about it other than there is eating of raw meat, which a lot of people find to be pretty disgusting. Uh, this is sort of a horror movie for vegetarians. Uh, I am not a vegetarian uh, or a vegan, although I have in the past done uh some vegetarian and veganism for extended periods of time uh you know i like meat so you know whatever uh, i didn't really do it for any sort of other reason other than the meat was expensive at the time and i kind of just did it to say i did it but this movie is sort of one of those things where i it's not necessarily probably going to be scary to me uh, maybe not even very sickening, but I kind of want it to be sort of one of those mindfuck movies, right? Where you get that sort of this change in a person. And I think that the French do this very well. Uh, French horror is kind of one of my favorite horror sub. It's not really a subgenre, but sort of like foreign countries. I love French horror, uh, especially the early 2000s. Uh, I haven't seen anything really in like the middle teens. So this is going to be like the first thing that I've seen that's much newer. What prompted me to want to watch this one as well is um, Julia Ducournau's uh, new movie, Titan. And that movie looks absolutely bonkers. So I wanted to watch this first just to, you know, kind of get an idea of what her visual style is. So I'm going to read a little bit. Normally I do trivia on the show. And since I don't have a guest, I'm going to look up some IMDb trivia uh, without any spoilers, potentially. So the first little bit of trivia here is that the raw chicken that Justine is eating out of the fridge is actually sugar. Garance, Garance, Marli, uh, God, French names. Marillier, Garance Marillier, maybe? said about the scene that she well it didn't disgust her from chicken it did disgust her from candies for life you see you know i could honestly be down for that and i could see how like something that looks like that and eating it could especially if it's not what you think it is like i would honestly probably rather eat like raw chicken than eating like something that looked like raw chicken but was actually like just pure sugar to me that seems awful uh, like so i do eat a fair amount of like raw meat i'm not necessarily like a you know like i do just eat raw meat because i'm a crazy person um i know my my grandpa when i was growing up he like we did a lot of like butchering of our own animals right we had i grew up on a dairy farm and so we would have cows and stuff like that and on occasion we'd butcher a pig we'd buy from somebody but we do it all ourselves because we had all the equipment there we had like the band saws and all that uh, and so he would, whenever he would cut meat, he would always like try a little bit raw. He got in the habit of doing that where he would eat a little bit raw to make sure that it wasn't like, you know, just taste it and see what it is. And so whenever he would cut meat, even if it was for, like from the freezer, like raw bacon, stuff like that, he would like eat some and like he would give me a piece. And so when I was growing up as a kid, I didn't think this was weird. 
Uh, now the only thing we didn't necessarily eat raw was like fowl. Like we like I I wouldn't eat like raw chicken or raw turkey. Raw duck's different because duck is just different. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling here, but I kind of grew up with it. Where I don't think any of this is going to disgust me, but I do think I'm hoping that the mental side of things is going to be a little bit better on this one where it's like, yeah, I'm not really going to be disgusted. Uh, actually, that's part of the other, I'm looking here at IMDb, due to the graphic nature of the film, ushers at the North Theater in Los Angeles were handing moviegoers custom-made vomit bags, which that would actually be really cool to see if there are any custom-made vomit bags for this film floating around on the internet out there. That would be really cool. And if any of you guys have money and know where to get one of these you should send me one because i think that would be cool as hell uh to have a a raw themed custom-made vomit bag that would be just so dope um i say that not having seen the film yet but i imagine i'm probably going to at least in some part like it but that's kind of what i'm hoping for is like i know that this movie isn't really going to disgust me too much unless there's vomit like actual vomit on screen so the the only two times i've ever been physically ill at a movie where I literally just wanted to like die because the movie was making me sick was one in another French film called Inside L'Interior. That was just because there were buckets and buckets and gallons of blood. There's a self tracheotomy. There, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, there's just so much blood. It's unreal how much blood there is. The other one was actually Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, where the old crone uh, is vomiting in the uh, protagonist chick's mouth. And that just, like, I can't handle vomit. I cannot handle vomit at all. Like, I've gotten a little bit desensitized to it recently, just simply because I'm, I'm on kid number two. So it's a little bit easier for me to take it, but it's still hard. Like, it is so hard for me to look at vomiting in a movie. Like, even just look at vomiting in real life. If I smell vomit, if I see vomit, if I hear something that sounds like vomit, I get my gag reflex triggers just a tad, which is unfortunate. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't think this movie is going to gross me out. So that's that's the probably the big thing with this one if this movie is relying on gross out to basically get its point across and it's not more of a thrillery sort of you know transformative movie you know uh, looking at these things i don't know what i'm saying about this but i i kind of talk about this as if the all the french films that i've seen are very similar i doubt that they really are um, other than the early, like, French New Wave extremism, that whole era is kind of my bag. While they, that sort of cinema does tend to look more at the idea of home invasions, you know, invasions of, you know, bodily autonomy and stuff like that, um, which is, it was a very, uh, it had to do a lot with immigrants at that time and a lot of political debates about immigration in France in the early 2000s. Um, and that's what a lot of these directors were kind of going for in that. I don't know the political climate of France now. Again, I'm a huge nerd, so I was into when all these filmmakers were making these movies, like Martyrs, Inside, um, High Tension, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Them. They were, a lot of them, talking about 
this sort of extreme home invasion, you know, and, and it was an allegory. They were allegories for immigrants coming into the country, people being anti-immigrant, people being pro-immigrant on both sides of the thing. I don't know what 2016's politics are in France. So I don't know if this movie has any sort of political things about it. It just seems like this is like, yeah, this is if you're a vegan, this is probably not going to be a very good time for you. I'm hoping that there's a lot more sort of like character sort of driven forward, maybe a little bit of madness going forward, stuff like that. That's what I'm more looking for is just the sort of extreme mental toll that this is taking on somebody uh, and going forward from there, like the implications, because I think that's what the French do very well is that they do these sort of horrendous implications about their films, right? I mean, like Martyrs is just, there's a lot that is not being seen that is being that's happening that is not on screen it is a very sort of implication heavy ending where the implication is probably more terrifying than anything but it's coupled with just extreme violence uh in the movie almost the same for inside inside has a lot of sort of implications outside of this um much less than sort of martyrs does but raw i feel like that now instead of doing it with violence they're doing it with sort of like this gross out meat eating like raw sort of like breaking this taboo right generally speaking i think that's what the french do well is they take these things and they have these off-screen implications that are sort of taken by uh, or sort of allegorized by the on-screen taboos that are broken hopefully that's what happens in this but we'll see so some other trivia here before i uh, go into this and rate so apparently a screaming at the gothenburg film festival several attendants in the audience fainted and vomited 30 people left the cinema prematurely they had to take a break in the middle of a movie due to the all-around turmoil i think gothenburg is in switzerland it figures that the swiss are weak of constitution so i don't know take that as you will let's see here what's some what's some fun things oh originally rated nc-17 for its graphic violence before it was changed to an r rating hmm interesting i didn't know that there was going to be a lot of violence in this movie i just thought it was a lot of gross out that actually makes me a lot more uh excited about this Ooh, let's see in one of the scenes where Justine dances in front of the mirror, she's listening to the gothic rock rap duo Ortiz, O-R-T-I-E-S, a band made up of two twin sisters who often rap about men in the traditional way that rappers, male rappers talk about women. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Ooh, ooh, here's a good one. One of Hideo Kojima's favorite films of 2018. Oh, wow, it's great that the head of Studio Ghibli, he's put his seal of approval on this leaving a pause here because I know that's going to make many people mad. And yes, I do know who Hideo Kojima is. And I do know I'm not, I'm not a weeb, but I do, uh, I know about, uh, Studio Ghibli and all that junk. Um, this is a joke. This is, this is a joke for those of you who don't get mad, put your, unbunch your panties. But yeah, so, so, so the, the head of Studio Ghibli, Hideo Kojima, well-known animator, Hideo Kojima, <laughs> uh thinks this is one of his uh says this is one of his favorite films uh, of 2018 even though this technically came out in 2016 i guess 2018 was when this was wide released i don't know i don't have a lot more to say about this other than i've been very excited to see this um i'm probably more excited than i should be uh again i don't think this movie is going to really hit me too hard especially from the gross out aspect of things but i'm hoping it really hits me with that sort of 
emotional, you know, off-screen implication, like that really heavy sort of handed thing that the, I like that the French do. It helps that there's a lot of graphic violence in this because that's what I'm kind of used to with French films. I don't necessarily, graphic violence is not necessarily something I really, I don't know. I, I like it from a standpoint of, I think it makes films like this a lot better just simply because like, I mean, what are you, what are you going to a movie for if you're not going to see something that's like out of the ordinary? I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling at this point. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. I've been excited about it for a while. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, my prediction. I think that this movie is going to be a little bit different than I thought it was. I'm very excited about it, so it's probably going to fall a little short. So I'm going to say it's probably going to be a 3.5 out of 5 Snake Pluskins. I'm hoping I'm wrong about that, but I've been so hyped for this for a number of years, and I get the feeling that there's a lot in this movie that I'm not necessarily... I'm not expecting, right? And it's probably going to be fall short of the mark of like that high that I chase when I watch like, you know, Martyrs, Inside, all of those other movies, like some of the other French extremism movies from the other 2000s. Those two being pretty much my favorites. I talk ad nauseum about them. But anyway, without further ado, I will see you guys on the other side. Welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am back from watching Raw from 2016, directed by Julia Ducarnau. Boy, that movie was that movie was good. I'm very, very hyped that I got to see this finally. Uh, I should not have waited this long. Man, it did a lot of things that... I liked, and I was completely wrong. I did almost vomit. Uh, the scene where she's pulling her hair out out of her mouth, and it just keeps coming, and she's vomiting while she's doing it. Oh, ha, ha. oh my god, that's it's it, it's crazy. So it was tense. 
I mean, the twist at the end was just mind blowing. It's what I, it's exactly what I wanted to leave me feeling kind of like, okay, what's happened here? Um, You know, they've resolved everything. The issue's sort of done with, uh, you know, ah, the sister's in jail. Like, what are they, are they going to resolve this? And then it turns out, oh my God, there's this whole family of like cannibals and it's, just beautiful it opens up this whole world of what what kind of fucking world is this and that's what i love about it i don't know that they're necessarily trying to make any sort of like you know obvious political statement like with the um you know the the french new wave extremism this wasn't as gory as i thought it was going to be basically i thought it there's going to be maybe a little bit more cannibalizing in this movie but I think that for the most part, it ratcheted up the tension uh, very well. At the end, it really did throw you for a loop. And I think that that's, that's what I was hoping for. Um, it, it didn't necessarily leave me feeling completely just gut-punched and empty like Martyrs did. But this definitely left me with more of a, you know, like that moment, I, I guess I can equate it to when I saw Cabin in the Woods. And at the end of Cabin in the Woods, I was basically just in the theaters, just, you know, screaming and and hooting and hollering and just going, fuck yeah, oh yeah, this is so awesome. Like the bit where, you know, the unicorn kills the guy in Cabin in the Woods. It was such a good moment. Like the ending was just this like ecstatic moment of like, I knew there was something else here that was going on. And I think I want to watch this one again, just simply because it, I think that there was a lot more to it that I probably missed. Um, Obviously, this is in French. I don't speak French. I was watching subtitles. I think from the very get-go, this whole movie really did just... It started off like maybe like they were pushing a few things too hard, but then at the very end, you understand why a lot of those things were pushed. You know, the family's veganism, you know, and everything like that. Like, the whole family has some sort of problem, um, I thought this was going to go, honestly, in a much different direction than it did at the very end. Uh, I, I was actually almost disappointed, and then the just the, the twist at the end hit hit me. I mean, it had it had great practical effects. All of the gore was well done. The blood it was uncomfortable at times to watch, but not necessarily in like that cringy way. It was it made you your skin crawl. Again, none of the like eating of meats or, or, or cannibalism really bothered me that much. It wasn't really that like sickening. I mean, the worst part for me was honestly the scene where, you know, she pulls the hair out of her mouth. And, and, and honestly, there were other scenes like like the bit where they were starting to dissect the dog. I got really just into that because it was like I thought that she was going to try to eat the dog and it was just going to be this whole thing. Man, it was... It was this interesting, I mean, it definitely was sort of a, like a weird coming of age story, right? Like, obviously they're telling sort of along two lines where it's, ah, yeah, we're telling this sort of allegory about a, you know, teenager and, you know, burgeoning into whatever, like, you know, going to college, all that sexuality and stuff. But it was, it was much more... It was much more than that. I think there was a lot more that can be said into this, and I'm very much looking forward to maybe revisiting this again 
and watching it and seeing kind of like what the through lines are because I think that there's a lot of stuff that I probably missed just because I was maybe focused a little bit too much on the subtitles because thinking back on it after having just finished watching it, it did feel like there was a lot that was hinting towards, you know, the sister already being like this cannibal who just kind of like knew and understood. Cause like, like the bit where it's just such a weird scene, right? The sister is giving, is giving her little sis, the older sister is giving, uh, or Adrienne is giving Justine like a, a, a bikini wax. And, it's just so bizarre because it's like, all right, I'm going to get these scissors because there's something, it's stuck, I can't get the wax off. And then all of a sudden her finger's off and she passes out. And then Justine eats her finger. And you would think that's just, you know, such a bigger deal than it is. It seemed like it was very odd at the time, right? It, it just didn't quite feel like it should have been that way. And like her sisters, you know, getting back at her. I thought it was going to be kind of like a weird revenge film at a certain point in time. Or like, you know, Justine was going to go off the rails and start like hunting and eating people. Which would have also been equally cool. It's just, I think this way it was much more subtle and subdued. There was a lot less. I thought there's like a a smaller body count than I thought. Right. But that was all like, it was just so weird in the moment. And you're thinking, all right, this is leading to something. And the payoff in this movie was so worth it when like the dad is sitting down with her at like breakfast or dinner or whatever the hell it is. And he like is, you know, hopefully you can find your own way to control this. And he like shows him that like, he's got just all these tons of bite marks out of him and chunks of flesh taken out of his skin that like clearly is indicating that like yes like my your mother and i like we're freaks we we probably nibble on each other all the time like I, it's so funny that you would like that she wouldn't know about that you know i don't know i it just feels to me like like she would have had some sort of inkling about that but i guess that's why like you know hey your parents are strict vegetarians they're very you know, hard line about this. And it's shown at the beginning of the film, like, oh no, her mother is like really a stickler about this because she does not, you know, she doesn't want her daughter to go through the same things that, that they did, you know, that their older daughter clearly is going through. And that's the other thing too, the opening of this movie where, you know, uh, where Justine's, you know, I, I thought it was Justine at first, but it's clearly her older sister who is jumping out in front of the car to then basically, be able to eat these people right she's clearly some sort of like serial killer because she she did it at the beginning of the movie there's clearly a point in the middle of the movie where uh justine is going to get shawarma with um not adrian but uh, adrian's the dude but anyway with her sister but her you know the dude she and the dude are going to get shawarma she's eating meat for the first time also that scene with the with the dude at the truck stop and and you know justine's i guess gay boyfriend i i don't know how that was a little fuzzy to me but anyway i guess she turned him not gay or he i don't know he was pretending to be gay not sure what was going on uh, who knows that one was kind of fuzzy i think but that whole scene with him being like fondled essentially by the truck driver that was weird as hell, and I'm not sure how that fit into this movie at all. But that's sort of an odd aside. Also, another funny thing is, like, 
who who the fuck packed so light for college she had one briefcase or she had one like rolling uh rolling suitcase like that's all she had like you know damn well like college students have like more shit than that i mean i know i did anyway that sort of stood out to me as sort of a funny thing about this but um anyway this movie was honestly a very a very good well done well executed film it was gorgeous the soundtrack honestly the the thing that i noticed about this the score and the soundtrack really really made this one like i think honestly it was just so well executed i I don't think that there's a lot of stuff that i can really say about this that was negative i i think there were probably some minor quibbles if i go back like there's some like weird stuff that happens that kind of seems like is this a fever dream is this not like the scene where they're focusing in on the dog and like the sheet comes off of it like there's a ghost there not sure it's going on with that that was kind of odd it seems like they kind of did that as more of an artistic choice um it was very you know that was very sort of middle of the road for me um it was cool and atmospheric uh, for the most part when they did stuff like that you know scenes of like the horses and whatnot she's at veterinary school so they're doing all this the hazing too was what was like the weirdest part about this it's like all right first night here all these men in masks are taking everyone out of their dorm like at a certain point I would have been like, nah, fuck you. And I would have just walked back into my bed and like slept. I mean, I guess at that point, like they're they're going to like beat you. But like, it, I, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem like super realistic. But maybe that's how colleges are in France. I don't know. The French are weird. If there's anybody in our audience from France that's listening. Uh, what's up with that like I never did had any sort of hazing at school other than like people like peer pressuring me into drinking more like that's that's the only thing that I had and it wasn't even really that hardcore it was just sort of like oh yeah here drink more oh yeah you should drink more oh here here have have another drink uh it was more friendly sort of stuff like that it wasn't like uh men in masks throwing my bed out the window and taking me down to this like weird ass underpass rave where there's or like in the bowels of the school having just a dance party at this veterinary clinic i don't know the the whole like culture that they were kind of creating there with like this veterinary school was just so bizarre to me it felt very much like sort of an animal house-esque sort of thing but taken like you know like on crack and in fact that might be what I would double feature this movie with. Uh, I might just say, hey, no, watch this with Animal House. Like, it, it's, you know, you get that that sort of, or, or like even like maybe a Revenge of the Nerds or even like an Old School or a Van Wilder. I mean, even though I'm not super crazy about most of those, uh, Animal House is probably the, the best one, I think, out of all those sort of college hazing sort of type movies although there's probably others that are maybe better that would be something that i would say yeah definitely double feature this if you want to get sort of a like an, the other end of like oh we have like wacky college hijinks versus no we have cannibal college hijinks over here uh, even if you wanted to keep it in the horror realm of like people doing crazy stuff at college you could maybe even do like happy death day um or even happy death day to you which I honestly love both Happy Death Day movies. They're so fun, very 
good films, I think, generally underrated, but they both are kind of like, they're they're more stray into sort of that like Groundhog Day with a slasher. And then the second one definitely is like, ah, this is Groundhog Day and a slasher. And there's like time travel sci-fi elements in it. But like, I think you really to like, if you're going to double feature the raw with anything, I think it really does need to be some sort of like college movie where you have, you know, just juxtaposing this sort of really bleak, dark sort of world versus like the sort of zany hijinks of a, of a traditional thing. Because like I said, this is, this is animal house, but people are cannibals. I, I, Cause you still have like a lot of the same sort of like shenanigans. It's a little bit more serious. I mean, there's moments of some levity here and there uh, in this movie. Like you get moments of like, ah, like there's sort of a little bit of rivalry between the sisters. You get a few moments of like dark humor in this, uh, in raw, but there's not a lot. It's, mostly pretty towards the end it's a lot more honestly the ending is less bleak than i thought it would be the the ending now ruminating upon it is a little bit more no this is just sort of it's not bleak it's just the the world implications that this has is that you know hey there's just this family of cannibals that are just out there potentially like either struggling with this or eating it and or eating people um at veterinary schools that's the craziest thing about this movie is that is that yes, I've seen other cannibal movies before, but this one is probably one of the most just unsettling because they end it in such a place where, you know, really, quote unquote, the bad guy who is, I guess, technically really the parents. I mean, really, there's no, there's not really a protagonist here. I guess Justine is, but she's sort of, again, it's a, it's a coming of age allegory. I mean, we're not really necessarily taking it literally, but if you look at it from the literal implications of it, this movie does have a scenario where, yes, there are just these cannibals that are out there. And, you know, maybe they found a way to control it, maybe not. It, it's almost it's almost very, it almost leans a little bit into sort of like a vampiric, like a very light vampiric sort of element, which is very cool. I like when movies keep things weird. Uh, I like when they leave things open like this. This one was not necessarily like a like a gut punch. This one was definitely sort of like, that was a great reveal. It was a great twist at the end. I definitely like this. I gave this at the beginning, uh, in the first half, a 3.5 out of 5 Snake Pliskins because I thought it was going to disappoint me. This definitely did not disappoint me. In fact, I almost want to watch it again, like, immediately. It's very good. Uh, and I want to go back and look at all the little things that I missed now that I kind of get the gist of it. Uh, because again, it, it is in French, so it's a little harder for me to, you know, when you're looking at the subtitles and everything like that, it's a little hard to catch a little minor, like actual camera details. But I, I, I get the feeling that there were a lot that I missed uh, context wise. I think this might be my favorite sort of cannibal film that I've seen. I, and I would say probably as far as rating this on a scale of a zero to five snake pliskins as I am wont to do on this show, I'm also hard pressed to not just give it a straight up five. Uh, I, I think that this movie is probably, probably a five for me at this very moment in time. If I go back and revisit it and find a few more things I may or may not have liked, I mean, it was a little hard to sit through at times, but I think that was just mostly like the sort of like awkward like not not even awkward but it was just the tension that it created it was so hard to sit through and it wasn't that they were using cringe to do it they were using actual honest to god tension i don't want to be in this situation 
as much as she doesn't want to be in this situation. And I think that that was really what drove this movie to that sort of like you empathize with this person who is literally eating people or trying to eat people anyway or wanting to eat people. And it was great. I I think I'm just going to end it up end up giving it a five out of five snake pluskins. Uh, I guess I might hedge that and say 4.5. Like there might've been a few things, but really my gut on this is telling me that, I mean, this was for me that like everything was hitting the soundtrack, the, like the little tiny bits here and there of like dark comedy, the sort of like the sort of like cool visual elements, the cinematography, the soundtrack, it all came together to make this really great story where in the very end I stood up off of my, off of my couch and I was just like, holy shit fuck yeah and i just like and i just stood there like as the credits rolled uh, and i was just elated by having watched this film and i think that's one of the best things you can say about a movie is that it really it this literally moved me because it was just so it was so tense and the payoff just made it so fun which is not something i expected out of this so it was a great movie five snake pluskins i'm gonna i'm gonna end it there uh, if you guys like this, I might do a few more of these in the future. I know historically these solo episodes haven't been, uh, or at least I've done one. It hasn't been as popular. Um, you know, I went to the movies to see In the Earth. Uh, I know some of these more niche horror films I'm probably going to be doing alone uh, now that I'm getting into watching movies, uh, needing a little bit more time to do things. I might do a few more of these here and there just to kind of, you know, fill the fill the time just so I can get something out every week. But if you do enjoy this or if you, you know, if you say, you know, hey, Mike, I absolutely hate the solo episodes. You need someone to riff off of, which is completely fair because I think, honestly, I do better work when I'm riffing off of someone and we're able to just sort of, you know, make fun of certain elements of a movie, uh, you know, talk about serious criticisms that, you know, someone had. This is just me sort of at this point saying how much I like this movie and what I did and didn't like about it. And I'm sure I forgot. I, I, I almost kind of wish I took notes on this because there were a lot of things that I really did like that this movie did. The light foreshadowing here and there, the, you know, just the, the gross out, the vomit, the, the gore, the practical effects, I, it all hit for me. So if you do like this, you know, let me know. Uh, if you didn't, also let me know. That's fine. Uh, I will also be doing more. The My bread and butter is always going to be the, the guest episodes, but this might come in, you know, here and there or wherever. Uh, if you do like the show just in general, share it with a friend. If you don't have any friends or some grandmother in a nursing home that you want to share the gift of a, uh, of a French cannibal horror film with then uh you know rate and review us on itunes uh, again i don't really care if this podcast ever gets huge uh or i make money off of this because uh, i'm not i'm just doing this as a passion project so uh share it with people i love when people hear this uh i like when people listen and give me feedback and that's about it if you don't stay tuned next week i'll probably have like a a good you know another episode out uh with someone else a guest so if you like that better than this uh feel free to go and listen to that or listen to any of our other episodes i'm rambling now so i'm gonna let you go i guess with that being said we'll see you next time and i wonder if it really was i think it was always was show business i think they were pretending to be factories and it was still show business i heard myself speaking these terrible corny lines, and there I was stuck with $350,000 worth of show that I had to get on somehow. Plus, at the time, oh, they were real jerks. Plus.
plus, plus at the time. Really pieces of work. Plus, plus at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Plus, plus at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. I really did, because he was a monster. But they all were, or almost all of them, those guys. He came on as a monster, you know. He snarled at you, like that. Plus, plus at the time. He was a monster, you know, like that. Plus, plus at the time. I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Follow us on Twitter at MWNS Podcast or contact us at MWNS Podcast at ProtonMail.com. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license. <laughs>